Hey everyone, welcome back to A Life of KG. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about delegation. And delegation is something that business owners can really struggle with in the beginning because we are control freaks naturally and we just like to do everything ourselves. But when you see the beauty of delegation, you will see that that creates freedom, it will create you more money and you will be loving your business more because you can just do all the jobs that you absolutely love to do rather than the jobs on your to-do list where you're like, oh my God, I hate doing these jobs. And today on the show, I have Chrissy Yoda and she has a company, which is a VA company and she has over 70 team members and has served more than 200 businesses in the US just since 2020. So she's grown hugely in such a short period of time and she's the queen of delegation so I had to get her on the show. So without further ado, here she is. Hi, I'm Demi and I'm Rachel. We are two friends who joined forces in 2020 to create Lash and Brow Lab, a specialist lash and brow salon in Battersea. Lash and Brow Lab is the home of our combined 10 plus years of expertise, where our sole aim is to offer you bespoke top tier treatments that make you feel truly special. Follow us on Instagram at Lash and Brow Lab Clapham. Or check out our website www.lashbrowlab.co.uk. Kirsty, thank you for joining me on the Life of KG. How are you? Hey, thank you for inviting me, Katie. I'm so excited to be here. I'm doing great. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad. And I love your accent. Tell everyone where in the world you are. Uh, well, I am from the Philippines, but I currently live here in Ohio. And it's getting cold here in Ohio already. So um, I'm super excited to be in the Philippines in the next two weeks. I'm going to be there for a month for vacation. Oh, lovely to have some sun. I know us in the UK are dying for that right now because it's freezing cold. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I grew up in a tropical country, so experiencing the cold, it's it's lovely at first during my first year in Ohio. But now that I've been here for like three and a half years, I'm starting not to to love it. <laughs> no the coldness is definitely not for me that's for sure <laughs> but the snow is beautiful do you like the snow yeah I like it I like it when it's like super white outside is you're you're kind of like in winter wonderland yeah definitely I, I like to look at it but not necessarily go out in it <laughs> I don't blame you anyway Kirsty, give me an intro so our listeners know exactly who you are and what you do yeah, so my name is Christy Yoder. Like I said, I am from the Philippines. Um, I have a Filipino accent, so I will try to speak slowly as much as I can. But I tend to speak fast when I talk about something that I'm passionate about. So I moved to the States um, in 2019. But when I was still in the Philippines, I was a virtual assistant. Um, and then I moved to the States and I got stressed and overwhelmed because I didn't know how to say no to my clients back then and I kept on accepting new projects even though I don't have the capacity to do that anymore and so um, I am an extrovert you know I love meeting new people I'm a very sociable person um, and the thing that I struggle with you know early on in the business is 
saying no because I I don't want to reject people because I don't want I don't want to be to be rejected as well. That's why I I just kept on saying yes to, to my clients during that time. And so I I thought to myself, if I can't say no to these people and I can't say no to new opportunities, why not contact some of my freelancer friends and have them work for me part-time? And so I did that. I delegated a few of my clients' projects. And after I think three months in in the business, I thought of hiring my first ever full-time virtual assistant. So I delegated the thing that I hate the most in my business. Um, and then after I delegated that within three months, you know, when I checked my my profit and loss statement, I was able to 10x my revenue just by hiring a full-time VA. And so now since 2018, we've helped more than 300 plus businesses in the US, Canada, and the UK. And we are now a team of 70 plus virtual assistants. Um, don't get me wrong, those 70 plus virtual assistants, they're not my virtual assistant, you know, personally, they are the virtual assistants that are working uh, for my clients in my agency. And so yeah, I was a virtual assistant and now I am the founder and CEO of a virtual assistant agency with 70 plus team members. Well, that's absolutely incredible. All of them team members, how do you manage that? I, I have uh, project leaders and, you know, supervisors and managers to oversee everything in, in my business. Um, I consider myself a lazy entrepreneur. Not because I don't want to do things, but I just, you know, find different ways to do things efficiently. And so that's why I have 70 plus team members. Yeah. But did you like, was your background business or did you just learn as you go? Was family in business? Like, How did you manage to grow it? You know what? Um, That is a good question. I think I learned... Uh, I mean, right now I, I learn as I go, but that's how I built my business as well. But looking back during my childhood years when I was in the Philippines, my mom, she had a salon, kind of like what you have, you know, she had she she had a salon and my mom, she's very entrepreneurial. But during that time when I was young, I was only like maybe 10 or 12 years old and I didn't really know anything about business. And during that time, I didn't even know that what my mom was doing was coding code entrepreneurship you know because to me you know as a young person I was seeing it as something that that is necessary for my mom to do because we need to have something on the table and so I didn't think about my mom's salon as a business I thought of it as something that is necessary for us to have food on on the table and now that I'm old enough I was like, oh, yeah, my mom kind of taught me how to do business, you know. She taught me how to cut hair. She taught me how to do hair treatment and all that kind of stuff, you know, which I don't do now because that is not really something I'm passionate about. But my mom taught me how to become a risk taker. Um, and, 
And now in terms of like growing my own virtual assistant agency, of course, I don't learn from my mom anymore. Um, but the upbringing that I had with her, it taught me a lot. But I watch a lot of YouTube videos and I have mentors and coaches who are helping me out, guiding me on how to grow my business even more. So I'm a self-taught in short. <laughs> I bet your mom is so proud. Like, so proud. Yeah, yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. So would you say, like, when it comes to other business owners, because you will then talk to many, many business owners that want to hand over jobs to, obviously, your VAs, what would you say is a lot of their main struggles? Oh, I love that. Um, I think we just talked about that earlier, you know, when, when you had your, your podcast interview to on my podcast, it's just fear of letting go, fear of losing control. That is their main struggle. And you know what? I feel like they have that fear because they don't have a vision for their business. And I think that is the root cause of, of their fear. You know, they don't know how they want their business to look like after a year or two or even five years. That's why they can't let go because they don't have a vision. And and we've helped, you know, a, a lot of our clients, you know, set their goals and make sure that they prioritize the things that are important for their business to do first, you know, instead of kind of majoring on the minor because they think that, okay, I need to do this first. But in reality, there are more important things that they need to do in order to get where they want to go. So, so yes, um, you know, business owners, I feel like for most business owners that I have met, they fear of losing control and letting go. And I feel like that stems from not having a vision because I feel like if you're a business owner and you have a vision for your business you you don't have a choice you know but to let go of some of the things that you need to do in order to have in order in order to do greater things and yeah and also they just don't know how to take the first step on how yeah. to delegate yeah and taking that first step they'll realize then that they can gain more freedom or they can work on something else. They can work, they can make more money on something else. But it normally is just that fear of just holding back, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of factors as to why, you know, they fear of losing control. But really, one main thing that I noticed or that I have observed is that they lack the vision like they lack vision for their business mm, yeah definitely so you can't do everything on your own like we see all these things especially on like Instagram and Facebook now it's like as a business owner you're um the boss you're the accountant you're the social media person you're the um marketing person we wear all of these hats but actually there isn't any need to wear all of them hats anymore because you can literally find people to do all of that for you so then you're left in the business either doing what you want to do having freedom if you want the freedom and not to work um and just not having to do any of them jobs that you dislike like yeah, you said when you true. started delegating you delegated all the stuff you didn't like right <laughs> yeah yeah I I hate it but that doesn't mean that I'm not good at it you know I feel like I can be good at different things but I'm not passionate about doing something and so there is not really a point to do something that you're not enjoying because 
you know, us business owners, you know, we want to be able to grow our business to to do something that we love. And so there is no point of doing something that we are not passionate about. Mm, definitely. What would you say are um, some of the benefits of delegating? Because lots of people, when they start doing this, they'll think, well, it takes too long to train someone up. I can do it quicker myself. I think people, we're so like time poor all the time. They just think, I'll just quickly do it myself. It'll be easier. Um, so what would you say to that? Um, there's a lot of benefits, you know, when you start delegating and I'm not talking about, you know, benefits in terms of in your business, but even in your personal life, there's a lot of things that you can achieve when you start delegating. So one, what I, I think first, the main benefit of delegation is empowering other people, you know? Um, because when you delegate, that means you're leading other people, you're passing on something to them, you're entrusting them to do something um, that you're not supposed to be doing. So um, just, you know, just the, the, just the fact that you are trusting somebody to do something um, that you want them to do, that is very um, encouraging to 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 other people already and second you know it will save you a lot of time you know we talked about um earlier you know about not robbing yourself and not literally robbing yourself but sometimes we unintentionally rob off ourselves when we do the things that we are not supposed to be doing i actually have my my cheat sheet here so i have a very um different approach when it comes to um, delegation. You know, when people ask me, okay, Christy, what are the tasks that I should delegate? You know, I wish it's, I hope it's easy to tell them what specific tasks, you know, most people might say, oh, admin tasks, you should delegate that because that is easy to, to delegate. But not all the time, actually, because um, to me, when you delegate, you should focus on the things that you don't enjoy doing and you're not good at you know um those those tasks that you don't enjoy doing and you're not good at those are the tasks that you should delegate 100% of the time and the tasks that you are good at the good at and you enjoy doing those are the tasks that, that you should be doing and i feel like it's important for us business owners to know our strengths and weaknesses and also what 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 fires up our soul because I feel like you know when we do business we need to be on fire right um there's no point of having a business and you're feeling down all the time and if you're feeling down all the time that's actually normal you know I've been through that but you have to be self-aware as to why you're feeling down and you're demotivated maybe you're doing things that you are not passionate about so you really have to to be self-aware so so uh, one one main benefits of delegation is you know is knowing yourself as a person as a business owner just knowing what you can do and what you can't do what you enjoy doing and what you don't like doing that is something that that is very important for us to know as leaders in our business because if we don't do those things we're not self aware we are going to end up somewhere we don't like and um in terms of um you know, delegating as well, you know, you can, 
you can increase your revenue just by simply delegating the tasks that you don't enjoy doing and you're not good at. Just like, just like what happened to me, right? Um, so the very first task that I delegated to to my full time virtual assistant was my sales call, my discovery call. And when somebody when somebody asked me, okay, what was the first thing you delegated? I said my sales call. And they're like, what you delegated that to a virtual assistant? That is very uncommon. And I said, yeah, because. I hate doing it, you know. Um, I love marketing, but I don't like sales call. I don't like, I, I love talking to people, you know, like this, you know, getting to meet them. But I don't like, you know, pitching my services to other people. I just love connecting with them, you know. And when you are a salesperson, you have to like really do the sales. You can't just get to know them and expect that they will buy your services, you know. I mean, sometimes that happens, but not all the time. And so I, I delegated uh, my 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 sales calls, my discovery calls, and I was able to 10x my my business. So when you delegate um something that you don't like doing, you're not um and you and you're not good at, then you can really increase your revenue um just by doing that. Yeah. Uh, also, when you delegate, you can also help other people have you know, have a job, you know, um, like, like for me, my, my mission in my agency is to help global talents with limited opportunities. You know, I'm just not, I don't have a business for the sake of having a business. I have a mission that I want to achieve and that is to help out, you know, virtual assistants with limited opportunities. You know, you will be shocked if you see the numbers of people from outside the States you know, especially virtual assistants from developing countries, you know, you'll be shocked how many of them do not have, you know, jobs. And so that's one of my my mission in life, you know, be able to help out other people and provide sustainable income for them while helping other businesses here in the U.S. or North America or in the U.K., uh, you know, have peace of mind while growing their enterprise so those are just, you know, a few benefits of delegation that I can think of on top of my head right now. Uh, I hope that's helpful. Mm, definitely. And I think that's like really nice what you said. Obviously, you're helping other people have a job. And sometimes we forget that. Sometimes I forget that until I do payroll. And I'm like, oh, gosh, we've got all of these people <laughs> that we're paying. But actually, we've given them a job. Like We help them put food on their table for their families. And it is such a lovely thing to be able to offer within your business when you do start hiring people, whether that's an actual employee or whether that's a VA, however that works, like you are helping provide into their lives. And it's a really, really nice way of looking at it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just reminded me when you was talking, because a lot of the time when I coach and people are like, I don't know what to delegate. I have something called um, an opportunities list. And what I get them to do is um, I will get them to note down every single job that they do for a week and see where they're spending their time. And they will not realize until they do this task of, oh, my gosh, I spent so much time on this or on that or I'm doing all these different jobs and I could easily hand them over to someone else. So then I get them to do write the list down of everything they do. Then next to that column will be staff. So, and then next to that column will be, um, we call it Mary Poppins column. So that's who we're going to delegate to. Wow. Then I look, you look at all of the lists and be okay, who can I give to a staff member if I've got one? Or who can I give to Mary Poppins, who would be your 
VA or whoever that might be. And then you can start delegating things out a lot more easier when you see it all on paper and see all the things that you do, which you actually don't even realize until it's down on paper in front of you. So if any of you are listening and think, oh, I'd really love to delegate something, but I just don't know what. Again, what Kirsty said, delegate everything that you don't like to someone else. Or if you're doing your day to day and you're like, do you know what, I just love everything or I'm just worked down. I don't know what to do. Just write down every single thing that you physically do a day for a whole week. And then look at it and be like, okay, do I really need to do this job or can I hand it over to someone else? Because like I said to you on your podcast that we recorded before this, um, all them £10 tasks, which I call like the small tasks, you don't need to do. Like someone else can do them while you do the more higher ticket class t- tasks and bring in more money. So every single time that you're hiring someone, you in turn will be able to, yes, you're paying that person, but you'll be able to bring more money into your business because you're going to have more time to be able to do that. So it's very important to make sure that you're looking at delegation as growing your business because there's only so much you can do on your own. Um, You have to be open to hiring people if you want to grow. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Um, how does your agency work then? Because I think a lot of people think, oh God, I couldn't afford someone full time. Like, do they have them full time? Do they have them for a certain amount of hours? How does it all work? Well, it depends really on their needs. So my agency's unique value proposition is that is that we assign a team of virtual assistants and those virtual assistants are working part-time for our clients, but we hired them full-time for our agency. And so like, for instance, if you, Katie, you know, you have a lot of businesses, you have like four different businesses and there are a lot of many moving parts um, when you run, uh, when you scale a business, right? And when you scale a business and you have your strategy for like, let's say 2023, and you come up with a really good strategy for your marketing, that means that you're not going to only have one um, one thing to do for your marketing, but you're, you're going to have a lot. So that can be, that can, that can include social media um, awareness or podcasts or video editing, audio editing, or LinkedIn outreach, any type of um, digital marketing um, task, you know, now, now you can't you can't delegate those different tasks to one social media to to one virtual assistant because those are different skill sets. You know, a social media manager may not be a podcast editor. A podcast editor may not be a graphic designer. You know, so if us business owners we don't expect ourselves to do everything on our own, we should not expect our virtual assistant to to do everything for us as well because they also have something that they are passionate about, and that's what I want my VAs to do. That's why. We provide a team of virtual assistants, you know, to our clients so that um, they so that each virtual assistant can also focus on what they are good at and what they enjoy the most doing. And so uh, we have we have three different plans. The lowest plan is 40 hours a month and next to that is 80 hour a month. And then the highest plan is 160 hour a month. But of course, again, it's depending on the client's need. If there's a client and this client only want an executive assistant, then we're only going to assign one virtual assistant. But then if after a month or two, this client would need a graphic designer, then the 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 business owner or the client can utilize 
the 70 plus virtual assistants that, that we have. So we are very uh, flexible and we also provide a project leader that acts that that acts as that acts as a project manager to kind of oversee all the tasks and monitor you know the, the time spent on each task and making sure that the hours are being spent accordingly for for each task because you know when you're a business owner you have a lot of tasks you know you have like 10 20 tasks you won't be able to like track all of those and we that's why we pro we provide a project leader at no extra cost because mm, I think that might be a lot of people's fear, actually, that, well, I'm paying for X amount of hours, but how do I know that they're actually working them hours? I mean, when teams are like in the same building, you can physically see what they're doing, right? But when they're a VA yeah. and they might be the other side of the, the world, how do we know they're working them 40 hours? Yeah, I mean, that is a very, very good question. So we use a time tracking tool. So our VAs, they use this specific tool where it screenshots it takes screenshots of their screen like every five to ten minutes depending on the settings and you know we have that tool not to spy on our VAs but to but to justify you know how much time we've, we've spent on something I mean thank god nobody none of our clients have questioned have questioned you know us about you know the time that we have spent on on some of their tasks but if that happens, you know, we are ready, you know, we can justify the hours. And I think, and I think it is our obligation. Uh, it is my, my company's or agency's obligation to be able to explain to our clients what happened with their hours. Mm, that's so clever. I didn't even think that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it is an investment and it's an investment that I'm willing to, to pay for because we really want to take care of our clients. Mm, definitely do you have clients in the UK will you serve those in the UK then because I bet loads of people listening to this are like oh yeah. my god Percy I need you <laughs> we, we have a few clients in the UK mm -hmm. oh my god I'm gonna have to check that out myself <laughs> <laughs> I love that so as you've grown like such a huge business and so many staff members what would you say has been your hardest point in business was there a time where it was difficult or have you just found it really easy and it just grew <laughs> no it's not easy I mean there are times there were times where it's easy there were times where it's like very overwhelming and I think I don't think it's really because of the business but it's because of myself I feel like sometimes you know, business owners, we can be our own worst enemy. We doubt ourselves and we think critically about ourselves. Uh, one main struggle that I was able to overcome was getting on podcasts. You know, like early this year, I was very, very scared of getting on podcasts because first, English is not my first language. Second, Sometimes I don't know if I really provide value to people, you know, like sometimes if I keep on sharing the same things all over again to different podcasts, I feel like, oh, this is old. Like, is there anything new? You know, that, that was my mindset uh, at, the, at the beginning of this year. But now I, I, I don't, I don't really care that much anymore. Like I'm not scared anymore. Like I'm happy. I'm excited to get on podcasts. And they asked me, how did you do that? 
how were you able to overcome that that struggle? I said, I just did it. I just kept on getting on podcasts, you know, and I think after maybe five interviews, I was over myself. And like I said, we are our worst, we are our own worst enemy. We think critically about ourselves, whereas other people are so proud of us. And sometimes we just don't don't see that. And I think having a community of people who encourage you, you know, you know, to to do something and who who just commends you and appreciates you for what you're doing. I think that is very, very important. So that was the 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 struggle that I was able to overcome. And I think one main struggle uh, that I was able to overcome, but still trying to overcome is being a people pleaser. And that's not only for my clients, also for my employees, my team members, you know, I really want to please them, but I can't, I can't do that. And so whenever they you know, um, my agency is not perfect. I'm not a perfect business owner. I'm not a perfect leader. You know, sometimes uh, whenever they have feedback and we really uh, value feedback um, from, from my team members. Um, as a matter of fact, my husband is actually our culture ambassador. So he meets with our team members to ask them about how they're doing it, you know, how they're doing and are they happy with their work, blah, blah, blah. And so whenever we get feedback, even if it's not really a negative feedback, but it's some, but it's feedback, you know, um, I, I get affected, you know, I, 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 I was always like, oh, okay. Like, it's just, it, 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 it I don't know. It, it's making me feel sad because I really want to provide for them. You know, I don't want them to say anything, even if I don't want them to say anything bad or negative. I just want great feedback, but I know, I told my husband that, you know, we need to keep doing it, even though it's hurtful sometimes, we need to hear this kind of feedback. And so I just need to really be be tough, you know, and share my struggles to, to my husband maybe or to business partners so that I'm not alone. And yeah, I mean, this is just me being honest and, and vulnerable. And I'm sure there are people out there who who shares um, the same struggle. And if you are, you're not alone. Let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> I can resonate with both of those. And um, when it comes to being a people pleaser and getting the feedback from your team, I think it was, have you heard of Stephen Bartlett? No. Well, look him up it's got the podcast the life of the ceo and he's oh, really big okay. over here in the uk um and one of the things he does is he gets his teams to do like a questionnaire or write down something about the company and it's all confidential so there's no he doesn't know who physically wrote what this the feedback is but then he will go through the feedback and it's really hard for him to listen to because it might not be all good stuff, but it's all stuff he has to take on board as a leader to be able to grow as a leader. And he finds that really hard. I could not do that. Like I would literally, it would hurt my soul if I knew that there was stuff that the people didn't like that I would, that were working for me. But you do have to hear it because that's the only way that you learn as a leader. So Mm -hmm. it's just about being open with it. Um, And then what you said about obviously going on podcasts and saying the same thing all of the time. It was, I was to my business coach the other day. I was like, but I'm getting so bored of saying my story over and over again. (laughs) I'm sure everyone knows it. And she's like, but they don't. 
she was like on social media you're not talking about your beginning of your story anymore she was like why not I said because that was boring everyone knows that she's like but they don't all these new people don't know your background you have to keep talking about the same thing so never get bored of your story like never think that you're not given value because there's always someone out there that can resonate with exactly what you're going through or what, what you have gone through yeah, I I love I I love that you know that I'm not alone. <laughs> definitely, definitely not alone. But I'm sure there's loads of people that want to reach out to you, Cassie. So where can people connect with you? Yeah, um, you can go to my personal website, which is kristyoder.com, k-r-i-s-t-y-y-o-d-e-r.com. When you go there, you can find the links to my virtual assistant agency website, to my social media accounts and I also have a few free virtual assistant training there so if you're interested in learning how to hire a virtual assistant or how to delegate um, please visit um, the website and like I said I'm very sociable please connect with me on Instagram at Christy Yoder I think so but just go to my website um, so you can um, follow me on Instagram and let's let's chat you know I love talking to to different kinds of business owners and just learning more about them I will drop the links in the show notes so I'm sure everyone will go and check that out thank you very very much for your time today it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on and I'm sure everyone has gone away with the mindset of let's hire a VA or some help within the business so no one's getting burnt out anymore (laughs) yeah mm -hmm. thank (laughs) you so much Katie you're welcome thank you Coffee Cake and Chat is a membership for beauty professionals that want to grow their business and join a tribe of like-minded women. There is a monthly Q&A and a monthly coaching session with Katie Godfrey, guest speakers every two months that share their knowledge, and a WhatsApp support group that everyone loves. Worth over £400 a month for under £70. Click on the show notes for more information and get £10 off your membership today.